Welcome back. Oh my gosh. We are here just a few days after. It's crazy. We recorded the it's, last one. It's so crazy. But I think rage has brought us together. Rage has brought us together, Christy. Yeah, which is a thing that has brought us together historically in our friendships. Yes. Um, I'm Christy. <laughs> I'm Michael. We are Terror and Tacos. We talk about horror movies and we eat tacos a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um we so did have some delicious tacos the other we night. We did have some delicious tacos the other night. We got together because we were all kind of like, let's just get together and, yeah, and hang you ha- out. You have a tiny new puppy that needed yes. to be seen. Yes. My friend Aspen needed to meet Stella. And so that's why you all came over. Mm-hmm. And we ended up, actually, we ended up having tacos y mas, yes. which is always delicious. Classic. Oh my God. You had chicken and steak. Brilliant. Uh, Aspen and John had a burrito yeah, and, and each. They didn't share one. The, yeah, and Aspen had, she said it was like one of the best veggie burritos she's ever yeah, had. Man, it's so good. And I had a, a child's crispy taco plate nice. that came with a churro. I, yes. think we all, I think we all had a piece of that churro yeah. and it was so good. It was, yeah, I mean... It's tacos. You can never go you wrong. You can never go wrong. The tacos and you must. And order, I ordered it from Grubhub, but the food, I mean, I live around the corner from Tacos You Must, but it's totally worth it to get it delivered. It's always hot. It's yeah. always, the order's always right. Um, Inexpensive. And, you know, for those of you that are uh, observing Lent, mm-hmm. they have great fish tacos. They have great fish plates. Oh, that's plates. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. And they have really good fish tacos. They are delicious. So we had that. And today... I have an array of treats. Yeah, this is amazing. So I can't remember the the name of them in Italian. I believe it's a cornetto. A cornetto. And I've heard them also referred to as lobster tails. Yes, which is, I think, what my family actually called them. Yeah, and so they're just like delicious pastry filled with pistachio cream, Mm -hmm. and they look like lobster tails. So there they are on the table for us to enjoy. You're having a Coke. Yeah, it's it's It's, a glorious Sunday. It is a glorious (laughs) Sunday. Made less glorious <laughs> by the fact that we finally got to see Scream. Oh my God. And not too long ago, we were both, for the love of God, please just make it streaming. And they did, Christy. And they did. Yeah. And I'm so happy I didn't pay the $20. Yeah. I had, I believe in one episode said I would pay $50. I know. I would be so mad at myself yes. if I paid $50 yeah. to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, because, you know, if I had paid $20, I wouldn't have even gotten Alamo Draft House chicken fingers. Like, I, no. it would have just been me on my couch. Yeah. Paying $20. Paying $20 to watch this POS. Yeah, man. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Absolutely. I am in agreement. I know, you know, a lot of people out there like it. People uh, can like what they like. Sure. Uh, clearly, they do. But I don't have to agree with but them. But I don't have to agree with them. I mean, I just, you know, this country thrives on mediocrity. Yeah. It, it, you have, I was thinking about this You for as long as I've known you, which is quite a while now, it has been a bit of a clarion call for you yeah. to, to rail against this, uh, uh, us as a collective audience being not just fine, with mediocrity, embracing. Embracing it, thriving on it. Yeah. Like as long as you can, as long as you are in on the joke, uh-huh. as long as you can say, I know what they're talking about, as long as you can point to something and and feel smart, Yeah. no matter what it is, people seem to be okay with it. Yeah. And it's like, I understand. Like I understand storytelling. I watch a lot of murder mysteries. Murder. And one of the things about murder mysteries is that the audience, super fans, 
mm-hmm. like to feel like they are solving it on the way, right? Yeah, like sure. They like to feel like they know something. Audiences want to feel smart. Yeah. You don't want to go to a movie or a play and feel like a fucking idiot. Right. Right? But also, wouldn't it be better if you had to work a little to, yeah. to feel smart? Yes. One of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to misquote it, but one of my favorite sort of breakdowns, if I think of what you're talking about, um, playwright Tom Stoppard, Oh, Tom Stoppard? <laughs> yes. The Tom Stoppard? The Tom Stoppard. I guess most people would probably know, maybe know Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, mm-hmm. but he's done a lot of that. Tom Stoppard, in an interview, I think when he was talking about Arcadia, said his, like, quote, three-act approach to playwriting was, in act one, you're smarter than the audience. In act two, you make them feel like they're as smart as you. And in act three, you remind them that you're smarter. Right. And- I don't think, I mean, he is smarter than a lot of people, but it is this idea, you st- you still should have to work. Exactly, and Wes Craven understands this. Yes, Wes Craven does. Did. And did, RIP, is one of the greatest. Um, yeah, and like, you know, you're talking about the, the mirth or mysteries. Mm-hmm. I, I am actually even okay with a show uh, sure. that, that doesn't pretend to be something it's not, right? Exactly. You're the- comfortable with this structure, right. we're going to give it to you. This movie thinks it's so smart. Uh-huh. I want to punch it in the fucking face. It thinks that it's as smart or smarter than the original. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because, yeah, there are there are plenty of, of slashers and murder mysteries and thrillers. They know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like that's why Lifetime and Hallmark exist. exist sure. Because they're not pretending to be basic instinct or fatal attraction. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. They're like, right. Nah, we're not those. No, we're going to give you we're, what you want. We're going to yeah. give you something that you can watch on Saturday afternoon while you're cross stitching. Yes. And no shade. That's what I do. No, that's that. I, I am. I embrace that. Absolutely. It is the, it is the movie that, that thinks it's <sighs> clever or genius or whatever. And it's like, it's not, not even close to that. Right. You said something a little while ago when you, when you walked into my home already angry, very angry. And, uh, I said, you need to lead with that. Yeah. So this is what I said. So obviously we're talking about scream 2022, right? Um, scream five, whatever the fuck. Who knows? Um, yeah. And spoilers. Anyway, I said the original scream, in 1996 was genre changing. Right. There's no argument against that. Right. So many films that came after it in the late nineties and the early aughts, it changed the genre. Yeah. Of, it changed the slasher film. So if you're going to bring scream back and you're going to call it scream, you're not even call it scream five, which of course they fucking talk about in the movie, change the goddamn genre. Right. If, if this is what you're, you're proposing to do, you're the new Scream, then change the fucking genre again. Don't rehash and not even rehash. Like, it's not even it's, close no, to the original. No, it's not even close to the original. It's not, a, it's not a rehashing. Like, it's not enough, spoiler, it's not enough to, to bring back an original character as a dark passenger. Right. To which, okay, that yeah. has not been done before, I guess, but- it doesn't, it, it doesn't change anything or, and it's not new. No. And it doesn't even really affect the plot. And like, no. I, I, I also said to you, like the original scream, 
It's not just that Randy makes references to movies. That's not what the fucking, that's not what makes the film great. No. And this movie seems to be like, well, if we throw out enough movie titles, we're gold. Well, it's like, it's that thing that we always talk about and that I never quite know how to articulate. So you're going to have to help me. But it's that thing of like when, when something is really, really, really good, right? Like, for example, the first thing that jumped to my mind is Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. So when something is great, it's not necessarily a shark, that's great about the movie. Right. It's what the shark does to the people that we care about yes. in the movie. But then the sequels are like, well, it's about the shark. It's, yes. So eventually you get a shark that travels to Jamaica. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That shark wants revenge, Christy. That I don't know sh- what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yes. So people take the thing that was... Uh, uh, that they think that they, they that think ma- is clever. Yeah, or they think made it good, and that's right. not and the that's thing. Not, the thing that made Scream so good. We were just talking about this. Like all horror movies, right. all movies, all stories, is that you have to like the people. Yeah, you have to care about. You them. have to care about the people. You have to care about their relationships. You have to care about who they are. Yeah, and you said it in this movie. The, the the main group yeah of the kids, core group of teens the core group of teens are so indistinguishable from anything else yes that nothing makes them special we right. don't know why we're following them right uh, other than because they are related somewhat to the original, to the original. core yeah, group that's of it. kids and it's not even like when Emma Roberts played you know that that there was a reason yes you know. Uh, that's I I mean I'm, and we haven't even really talked about the movie but yeah I'm like this already does half the shit that Scream Four did better I, I don't even right. understand why this movie exists but yeah and I'll go back to something I bring up I think a lot probably because I repeat myself but like sort of old adage of writing the more specific you make a character the more universal that character becomes right there is nothing specific about these children it's that quote that i gave uh, uh, the joseph campbell quote where it's like there's nothing wrong with rehashing i mean lucas rehashes of course uh, ancient myths and would never and pretend he didn't would never pretend he didn't and joseph campbell says when you take the ancient myths and you apply them to your personal experience Mm -hmm. you create the new mythology yes but in order to do that you have to make it personal yeah and this and nothing about this is personal no these this uh, these i yeah it's i mean like you said they're in these children are indistinguishable they are anybody could be anyone there's nothing specific about them as individuals right their relationships are not we talking about about. specifically we're talking about so let's talk about the characters in og scream right we Jamie works at a video store. He's the yeah. video store kid. And he's- Yeah, Randy. The, Ran, Jamie Ran, Kennedy. Jamie yeah. Kennedy. But yeah. Randy, like, he knows about movies because he works at the video store. That's a big thing in the movie. Yeah, and um, was also a very specific thing to the 90s. Yes. <laughs> um, then you've got the sibling relationship between Dewey and Tatum, uh-huh. right? Rose McGowan Glorious. and David Arquette. So believable, yeah. so real in a small town. Uh-huh. You've got the relationship between Stu and Tatum. Like uh-huh. they are so recognizable as high school boyfriend and girlfriend. Yes. Um, you care about Sydney and Billy. Yeah, you, you care. care about them. You do. And you care. And I also think I, you care about Sydney and Tatum as best friends. Right. Like they actually have a lovely fucking relationship. Right. And Kevin Williamson, who wrote the original Scream, um, 
gives us time with where Ghostface is not the thing. Where right. we get to see Sydney and Tatum being friends. Right. Where we get to see Billy and Sydney being, being boyfriend being, and girlfriend. Yeah. And then where we get to see them as a group. And Randy, in addition to being the font of all horror knowledge, which is what his niece serves in this film. Why though? I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't work in the video. I store. didn't realize that knowledge of horror movies was passed down genetically <laughs> on on your maternal side. Um <laughs> He's also, Randy is also in love with Sydney. Right. So he fucking automatically. He has a reason to hate Billy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so all of the, and then even on the sort of, the sort of other romantic plot, which is the flowering of Dewey and Gail's relationship is oddly sweet. Yeah. And there is an arc to it. She uses him. I mean, that's how Gail starts with Dewey in part in the original. Right. She uses him. And then he falls she comes for him. around, yeah. yeah. And they shouldn't work. She's a high-powered journalist or whatever. Right. He's a small-town cop. But like by the end, you're like, yeah, man. Yeah, those two belong together. And then they got married in real life. Um, good on them for still being friendly enough to right. work together. But uh, yeah, so these are all those things. None of that exists in this mm-hmm. in this film. And so. Okay, we're back in Woodsboro in Scream 2022. Right. We start with what will clearly be our first kill. I texted you. You watched this before me. I did. I, think like I, was, it was, just, I was like 20 minutes 20 ahead min- of yeah. you. And I said, just started already annoyed by the landline. Right. Why does this girl, why is there a landline in this house? I have no idea. I mean, it, it, the, the mother of this child is supposed to be my age. Yeah. And I don't have a landline. No. And Nobody the, has a landline. No, I said even my mother, who is in her 70s, no longer has a landline. Right. So why, why? I was like, why it, is there a landline? Because there was a landline in the first one. So we got to have a landline. We got to have a landline. Yeah. Because. <laughs> but the other thing, and the thing that I mentioned to you was like, th- th- this, this little thing that they do at the beginning of the Scream movies. Wes Craven knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He was doing yeah. a very specific callback. Ooh, that's crunchy. You got to do that in the mic. We're eating one of these lobster tails. I'll get back to what Wes Craven was doing, but now I'm going to bite it because I got to do it in the mic. Here we go. Oh my God. ASMR. That's so fucking good. Anyway, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, y'all. We took a break for lobster tail. Not real lobster tail, pastry lobster tail. Anyway, Wes Craven knows exactly what he's doing. It's a specific callback to Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Psycho, Mm -hmm. where you've got Janet Lee, a very famous, famous beloved actress. Yeah. Who is set up to be the lead of this movie. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, I find it crazy that you might not know. I find it disturbing. Yeah. (laughs) And then about 15, maybe 15 minutes into the film, Janet Lee gets killed, yeah. right? So then you're like, what the fuck? Who yes. am I supposed to follow? What is happening? <laughs> the first scream does the very same thing. Drew yes. Barrymore, beloved actress yeah. of the 90s. Yes. Sets her up to be the lead of this movie. Uh-huh. Not even 10 minutes into the film. She's, she's dead. Dead, yeah. dead horrifically. Horrifically. And I, I, I know you and I talked about this, but I do want to bring this up. So I have a friend who I've brought up on the show before. Her name is Jamie. We went to grad school together. Jamie is wickedly smart. And is has an in, like an encyclopedic knowledge of horror movies. It's actually like daunting. She, she 
posted a thing after she watched the, this scream and I didn't read it until last night because I didn't, you know, wanted mm-hmm. to wait, wanted to make my own judgments. Right. And Jamie brought up something that I thought was absolutely dead on. She broke down the first kill, the Drew Barrymore kill and why it works so effectively. It's not, we might just remember Drew Barrymore gets killed. Okay. He builds Craven and Williamson. They build tension throughout. She talks about her boyfriend's going to come save her, right? Boom. Cut to outside her boyfriend taped up. Her boyfriend gets fucking gutted. The popcorn or the Jiffy Pop or whatever that stuff is called. Jiffy Pop. It is Jiffy Pop. Yeah, it's like burning. We know it's going to burn. When she finally, after the battle with Ghostface, that is tense as fuck, Mm -hmm. she makes it outside. She's trying to survive. And her parents are driving up. And the last thing you see is this teenage girl reaching desperately for her mother and father who can maybe save her. She gets fucking horrifically killed and her parents discover her hanging from the tree. Boom, title, welcome motherfuckers. Right. I have been emotionally kicked in the gut by watching Drew fucking Barrymore die and be discovered by her parents. Yeah. It's not just, ooh, it's a first kill. Right. And then this is just like, this is nothing. There's who no, is she? We don't know who she is. There's no tension. She ends up not getting killed, right? I mean, right. That, that's sort of the The, the, the whole thing. That's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. Um, it's just like, oh, he burst through the door and here he is. There's no emotional attachment. There's no t- building of tension or pressure. And this is just like, this is why Wes Craven is a fucking master mm-hmm. and not just a, a, a generic director. Right. I, I, you know, and, and Williamson deserves credit too, because he created a lot of characters that you actually give a shit about. Right. And, and. So then after, yeah. after this girl gets attacked, well, yes. I totally agree with everything you just said. Your friend mm-hmm. just said, absolutely correct. After this girl gets attacked and then you, you, it, it like smash cuts to like the sister in another town, right? Yeah, who is seems sig- significantly older. Yeah. And she's having a conversation with her boyfriend about having to go back, whatever, whatever in those, I think I texted you in, in those like first, the very first scene with that. I was like, I know who it is. Yeah. I know I, exactly who it is. I mean, so you're talking, are you uh, maybe 11 minutes into the movie? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. And you already know who I the killer is. I already know who the killer is. And or at least one of them. Which is fine. And it's like, we both know there was going to be someone else. Sure. We both knew there was going to be someone else. Yeah. So it took me a little bit. But then it was like, oh, it's this other person. Um, but I want to bring up your point about the other person in a little bit. Yes. Uh, and the thing that it was not, it was not a plot thing, but it was just filmmaking thing that drove you crazy yes. about who the other killer is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, which meet- is not bad. It's, it wasn't bad that I called it. It was just, uh, for what, when we finally figure out who it is, you don't really get a good reason for it other than fuck you millennial or like yeah and, and i look i you know fuck you super fan and i don't know that it's a problem look it's not a problem that you call it and sometimes you just call it and look we watch enough of these movies but like i actually do think it's it is it eliminates i mean any tension in the movie yeah i mean you you don't have to call it that early 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, you, should, don't ha- you don't have to tell us that early you who should, it is. You should question in your mind at least, like, oh, I think it's him. Right. Um, I think it's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. <laughs> I think He's really good. Yeah, he's great. I Nothing mean, against him. No. He, he's a really good actor. He is, he is, I thought, the highlight of the film. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the reason I knew, uh, it, it was so clear. It was so obvious. Like, they're talking about- They give it away. Woodsboro, right? Whatever, whatever. And he immediately says, I'm not familiar with those movies. And then within the same scene, he drops two titles. Yeah. And, and you're, you're like, oh, you're well, going, he's oh well, he's the guy. Yeah. And he also is the son of two famous people, so he's probably the guy. He's probably, um, exactly- and but not for the reason that I thought he was going to be. No, the guy. your reason's way better. <laughs> I thought I think so. Yeah, I agree. Oh, so we meet them. We meet older sister who is our protagonist, uh-huh. right? Sam, Samantha Carpenter. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Here's the other thing: you can't just name a few characters, Wes and Carpenter, and then think that you're, you're super s- clever. Yeah, I know, man. And like. Okay, nice shout out. Yeah, make great. a good movie. Yeah, and you kill Wes off. Yeah, like a punk. Yeah, like a fucking punk. Like a fucking punk. Um, she okay. She's estranged from her family, right? Mm-hmm. Sam. She's gonna go back. She's got to go back to 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 town to to check on her sister who's been attacked. They haven't spoken in five years or whatever. Uh, the boyfriend. Uh, Richie. Yeah, Richie. Jack Quaid. I yeah. mean, come on, man. It's you're Jack just, Quaid. You're a star, Jack yeah. Quaid. I don't know what else to say. I don't know why you're doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, I'm going to go with you. And then you're yeah. like, well, of course you are because you're the fucking because killer. Because you're the fucking killer. Um, they go back. She can reconnects with her sister. There's obviously tension. And then in a bullshit, terribly written expository monologue, we learn that she is Billy Loomis's illegitimate child. Right. Billy Loomis being Skeet Ulrich. Right. One of the killers from, from the first one. Got some Mexican girl pregnant yes. in high school. Yeah. She won't be named. It's she unimportant. She won't be named. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, and even that is like so inorganic and Badly written. I mean, I the first thing I texted you was like, they, why didn't they just hire Kevin Williamson? Right. Like, you have to pay him anyway. Yeah. You have to pay him executive producer credit and uh, creator credit. Right. You- so then we get this we get this thing where it's like Samantha Carpenter is fighting the ghost of her father. Uh huh. Right? Literally. Yes. Um, a de-aged Skeet Ulrich. De- you don't need to de-age Skeet Ulrich. He's a good-looking man. Guy's so damn handsome. Maybe it's because they felt like, well, Skeet Ulrich in the movie dies at that younger yes, age. Yes, and he would not have aged. Sure. Have I aged. get Okay, I, sure, but whatever. Anyway, so he's like our dark passenger. Yes. Right? She sees Which him in the mirror. Could have been interesting, but I like your idea better. Like if they had really pushed further into who am I going to be? Yes. Am I going to be Sidney Prescott or am I going to be Billy Lewis? Yes. Is 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 what what has sway genetics or who you are can right. you you know i mean that's a classic story right instead of just like can you shake off the sins of your father to become a hero right i mean that's exactly that's fucking mythic yeah right there it, instead of it just being an excuse for at the end of the movie the the imaginary ghost of your father points at the knife yeah <laughs> i was like really yeah come on man and then winky come on and like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump back real quick. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, you got it right. I'm, I'm going back to the beginning. Oh, okay. To the first scene of this film. When she gets the call from, you know, the caller, right? The, yeah. Do you like scary movies? Also, God, that guy's voice is fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
she talks about all of the elevated horror she's into, oh, right? Yeah. She's like her favorite movie's Babadook. She's into The Witch. She's into Hereditary. Hereditary and it follows. Cool. I actually was like, if you truly want to be meta, and I'm not the only one, I saw this in multiple reviews. So I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. So then if you truly want to be meta, which you obviously want to be, when Drew Barrymore talks about Halloween mm -hmm. and dumb blondes with big breasts getting chased, she is that thing. Exactly. Right? That's the joke. That's the meta-ness of it. Okay. Then if you have a, a young woman talking about elevated horror, hereditary, the witch, all of these things, make a goddamn elevated slasher movie. Right. That's fucking meta. Just referencing movie titles is not fucking meta. Right. That's exactly. not what that word fucking means. Right. So anyway, sorry. That is, no, that is so, I mean, that's how you would change the genre. Of course. Yes. Find, and I, I'm not saying I have a solution, but it, th how does Scream become the witch? How Midsummer. does Scream become Midsummer or, or heredit Hereditary or, or even it, even it follows, which it follows does do a twist. Uh-huh. It's a simple twist. Instead of staying pure, you have to fuck. That's the only way right. you can survive, right? right. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, so do something different. Elevate right. the genre, which Craven and Williamson did fucking 20-something years ago. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 26, yeah. All right. Sorry, I know I sidetracked. So where are we? She comes back. She sees, oh, she sees D.H. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, she sees D.H. Skeet Ulrich and he's like, you're me. Are you scared to become me? Yeah. And of course, she's scared to become him. Um, and then why he's so handsome, Christy? He's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, the other thing that really kind of, it didn't, not necessarily confused me, but I was just kind of like, I was not expecting that twist. So the younger sister, of course, she's angry at her sister for having left them, right? So right. in the hospital, she confesses in this horrible monologue uh -huh. about being Billy Loomis's daughter. Yeah. And the younger sister is angry at her. I don't know why that didn't make sense yeah, to me. I, I, like, she's in the hospital. She almost got killed. Her sister's back. Her sister confesses something to her that is horrific in her own mind. Yeah. And the the sister, I don't know, just the, the sister saying, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Just didn't make sense to me as kind of like a sisterly thing to do. Yeah, there's, I, I mean, there's a lot of this film is devoid of logic. Also, side note, does anyone work in this goddamn hospital? No. I mean, that drove, that was the other thing that, that drove, drove me, me nuts. fucking crazy. It I'm drove like, me crazy. You don't even have a fucking nurse or. Uh, right. But then here's the thing, because you go back to something like Halloween two, right? Where we, yeah. you and I talk about all the time. It's like, there's nobody working in Halloween two. There's nobody working in that hospital. Right. I'm like, are they the whole movie? There were these little moments of like, are they just referencing other movies, movies that like, take place in hospitals are sure. they just referencing like halloween too because there was nobody in yeah. that working that but that's still not enough no and even in halloween too you know people are on call but they're like busy trying to fuck or get high or right. drink because it's halloween you in the see, physical therapy room. yeah you see them yes yeah you see there is literally nobody nobody yeah i'm like there's there's no doctor there's nothing there's yeah. just a 15 year old girl in her own wing of the hospital. Right. 
Because I know y'all had money for extras. I right, mean, yeah. Like, oh, on. God, you did. Um, so anyway. No, yeah. no. So she I, sends a sister away. She sends a sister. It just didn't make sense to me logically. Like, you don't understand why they're close, why they were close, why they will ever be close. Right, right. Because the sister is so quick to just dismiss this yeah, thing. This huge thing. So Samantha, 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 Sam and her boyfriend, Jack Quaid, mm-hmm. um, the killer, absolutely the killer. She's like, we got to find uh, someone to help. And so they go find Dewey. Right. Um, Dewey is now. He's no longer the sheriff. Yeah. He's an alcoholic. He's been asked to, he's been asked to step down. Yeah. He's living in a trailer. Right. Pining over Gail, who now mm-hmm. hosts like basically like Good Morning America. Yeah. Um, in New York, in New York, they go. And so the new, it's important to say that the new sheriff is what's her name? Yeah. Judy or whatever. Judy. Who was a deputy in part four. Right. And she is Wes's mom. Wes's mom. Wes is one of the generic, one of the generic teens. Yeah. Um, he's the one with blonde hair. Ah, I see. see. This is how this is this is how we define teenagers. Ah, he has blonde hair, he and then has the, the other girl bleach. has. I uh, I get it. Then there's one with a pink streak. Right. And then one's a jock. Right. And then two of them are biracial. Yeah. So okay. that's that's how we define it. And by, the new final girl is Latina by physical appearance. Uh huh. Um. So they go to Dewey. Dewey's like, get the fuck out. So okay. So Dewey's Han Solo. Right now, so Dewey, this is now the Force Awakens. <laughs> she is Ray, and they reference the Force Awakens. So why the fuck not? Yeah, why not? She's Ray. He's Han Solo. So we know he's going to fucking die, right? Um, because there's nothing bolder than taking a character you didn't create and fucking killing him off, right? A beloved character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Gen X. Right. Um, which of uh, anyway, yeah. But of course, Dewey's like, I'm not going to help you, and then you're like, Well, you know, Dewey's going to help, right? And so he does, and then they, he's like. The thing is, it's always someone you know, right? That's mm-hmm. the that's the rule. It's mm-hmm. always someone you know. And so then we go and meet. They all sort of go and interrogate this group of t- teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they are, I mean, again, I'm not blaming any of the actors. I only blame the writer and directors. Right. They are so unlikable. Yeah. They don't seem to give a shit about, about each, each other. other. And even the brother and sister, look, I get, I... The I'm twins. A, I'm a, yeah, I'm a sibling. I'm married to a twin. I understand like sometimes you, it's far more interesting going back to Tatum and Dewey. Right. When of course you bicker and fight like fucking children. Right. Because you're siblings. But, but then you have each other's back. Yes. The, no one has anyone's back. No. Nope. They're just like, well, you're not even important. Your mom was in like the fucking sequel. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why do I kill them all? Yeah. Fucking kill them kill all. Kill them all. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It was like that, you know, the scene where the other killer, we don't know yet, uh, goes down to the basement for more beer, just mm-hmm. like the scene where, you know, Tatum, Tatum. goes into yeah. the basement and we have one of the twins follow them down and, um, they have this scene where there again there's no tension. No. It's just more referencing Yeah. the previous films and what horror slasher movie rules are supposed to be. But we do like for two seconds I thought, Oh, are they in a relationship together? Are they gonna be in a relationship? Should I care right. about them? Is one of them protecting the other because What are their names? But, right. But it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. All they do is talk about 
how you're not supposed to go into the basement yeah, by yourself. That's I, it's just and man, even going back to the Tatum thing when you you truly do care about her, right? Yeah. And then that death is fucking staggering. It's brutal. It's a goddamn garage door yeah. while she's trying to escape. And she's hanging there all yeah. night. And she's, yes. And she's trying she's to escape through a doggy night. door. Yeah. So that when Sydney discovers yeah. her later, it's devastating. It's devastating. Yeah. Devastating. Um, so then we leave, we meet the teens, Dewey and Sam and Jack or whatever. <laughs> I'm just calling yeah. him Jack. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Jack Wade. They just go off. And then we basically watch Wes get killed in the mm-hmm. shower, which is, I guess, a psycho reference. And I they guess. even mention psycho. Like they do all the things, right? They, yeah. the, the What's her name goes to get, his mom goes to get dinner. He takes a shower. She, the mother gets the phone call in the car uh-huh. from Ghostface. Leads her to believe that he's in the house, going to kill the son. She turns around turns on the sirens, goes back. Uh, yeah, it was... Gets she killed, gets killed. She gets killed in the front yard. Yeah. He's trying to set the table, and they do all the things. The door's opening, the 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 dark doorways in the back, cabinets opening and closing so that you think something's going to pop out, yeah. and it never does. Um, several times. Right. Until he just gets killed. And then he just gets like, killed. Like, really brutally. Yeah. And I'm like going... You know, the kills in this movie were yeah. bloody and brutal. And that one, I think, was maybe the best. Yeah. The way Wes gets killed, just just visually and, and yeah. gore effects wise. But again, I don't I don't care. care. I don't care. Um, and so they. Because what was what was he to the what was the little girl's name? I don't even remember. Which little girl? Samantha's sister. Tara. Oh, Tara. Yeah. I don't even like were they boyfriend and girlfriend? Who knows? I, I mean, I, there's no, again, there's no, these kids seem to share, they seem to just utterly disdain each other. Yeah. And not in a fun, we banter way. You right. know, we're just cruel. Yeah. Like we, we are, it, it's so, it's so insane to Yeah, me. like the girl with the pink streak. Like who even was she? Don't, she was the, she was Randy's nephew's girlfriend. But f- uh, don't care. Yeah. Don't, don't care. care. Um, don't care. Because about- for two seconds, we're led to believe that she's the other killer. Right. Sure. Because someone says she is. Yeah. Cause someone says you don't come from anywhere or something like that. Yeah, and, and it's you're like, like, what? There's just, again, nothing interesting about any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, eventually look, they have to go back to the hospital and no one works at the hospital. Um, and this is, this is, we know Dewey's going to die. Right. And so this is a scene that drives me crazy on many, many levels. Mm -hmm. They fight. So it's Sam, the boyfriend who, who we already know is Is one of the killers. We all, we know Dewey and then Tara and then Ghostface shows up. So it's the other killer, right? Uh In this abandoned hospital. In this abandoned hospital. Dewey shoots this killer mm-hmm. multiple times, mm-hmm. multiple times at close range leaves. They're going to escape to the elevator. He says, Oh, you have to shoot him in the head or they come back. And you're like, well, we're about to lose Dewey. Right. He goes in, he's about to shoot Ghostface in the head and his phone rings. And I despise coincidence. I despise 
coincidence. It is the crutch of hacks. Yeah. And that drove me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he shot what we will find out as a kid, of course. Right. Multiple times at close range. This child who- Is a 90-pound kid. Yeah. I mean, and and is shorter than I am, which is saying something. (laughs) When we see her later, she's fucking fine. She's fine. So was she in a full sort of Kevlar? Yeah, like, I I don't, I didn't understand that. I mean, for me, like, I didn't even, I didn't even think- think that far Michael (laughs) I was like when you mentioned that to me I was like oh yeah the thing that did it for me was the ghost face in that scene was so tall yes taller than Dewey yes or as tall as Dewey and David Arquette is a normal tall grown man man. (laughs) yeah and then when you find out who the other killer is you're like no so she was in kevlar and on stilts and stilts she's wearing some <laughs> she moved real well in yeah, those stilts and kevlar simmons boots <laughs> i don't know they were i mean she was really tall yeah and so and also shot several many times. times so then yes dewey fulfills his role as han solo and a beloved character and is this killed. child yeah is able to overpower yes a grown man yes. who what used to be sheriff, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Even though she's been shot several times yeah. and, is, and is able and is tiny, but she can overpower this man uh-huh. and disembowel him. Yes. This grown ass man. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Do we ever find out why the asshole guy gets killed at the beginning of the movie? Uh, he is, I believe, tangentially related to Stu Mocker. This is what I thought. Yeah. But. Stu is uh, Matthew Lillard. And completely ignored in this film. Yeah, dude. Which is See, really shameful. I thought. he's a goddamn genius. Because he's a fucking goddamn genius yeah. in the original Scream. Yes. And. And the new Twin Peaks. Yes. And I thought, I thought when I had called that Richie was going to be the killer. Yeah. I was trying to figure out the whole movie. How is Richie related to Stu Mocker? Right? Yeah. Is the only thing that I could. That would make. That would make any, any sense. sense to me. Yeah. And you never find out because that's not what it is. Right. And I was like, why did he, like, why did he kill the guy at the beginning? But I, I guess I didn't catch that it's, that guy was It's like was one line. Oh. It's said in one line when they're at the house. And even that is like, it's a throwaway. Mm. Um. Because I thought, oh, maybe they're both related to Stu Mocker and one of them recognizes the other. And so he has to get killed. Yes. Or something. But that would have taken thought. That would have taken thought instead of one line. Yeah. It's so. So let's get to it. Yeah. So Stu, uh, Dewey is dead. Gail has come back. Sydney has come back because Dewey contacted them, said don't come back. And of course they did. It, so Sydney comes back because Dewey dies. Yeah. Right. Um, and. Gail, yeah, Gail comes back. So now we have our, quote, legacy characters. Mm-hmm. They're back. They're going to team up with the other, the new, our new protagonist, Sam, to to end this, right? Sure. Okay. They, they, oh my God. Oh my God. This, this is what, this is what the movie hinges on. This is what the plot of the killer hinges on. Killers. Yeah, this They're, is really pisses me they off. They go and get the little one, Tara, 
from the younger one, sorry, from she is little though. She's little. Uh from the hospital. Sam is like, we're getting the fuck out of town. Sorry, Sydney and Gail. This this is your thing. I'm getting out. Yeah. They're like, he's gonna follow you. It'll never stop. You gotta kill right. him. She's like, fuck this, I'm out. They are leaving Woodsboro, right? They are leaving. They're getting out. Tara, who we know is asthmatic because she uses an inhaler in the first scene, realizes her inhaler is gone, then says before they leave town, they have to go to a friend's house, one of the girls that we've met, to get an inhaler. The hateful girl. The hateful girl. Then they can leave. Aspen Taylor, Mm -hmm. wife slash asthmatic, (laughs) just goes... That's a fucking maintenance inhaler. It's not a rescue inhaler. She will be fine. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck are they going back to this house for an inhaler? It was such a stupid plot device. I was like, it is such a stupid plot device that later the killer will hold up the inhaler and say, I can't believe this worked. Yeah. Neither can I, dude. Fuck you, audience. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. It is so fucking stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the first one, they bring everyone together because Stu is throwing the, is party. Throwing the party. Stu is one of the fucking killers, right. we will discover, and has arranged for everyone to be there. Right. Not this. Gotta go get an inhaler. And the person happens to live at, at Stu Mocker's house. Old yeah. house. It is. So she, it turns out, they go to the friend's house. She moved into this house, yeah. found, f- realized or found out or learned that this is Stumacher's old house right. and becomes obsessed, obsessed with the story. Yeah. And so she's- re- Goes to like those Reddit, yeah. whatever. And then it becomes like a, a discussion on toxic fandom. Right. But when she's revealed, when she is revealed as the second killer- she is so inconsequential in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Who fucking cares? This The Billy reveal? The Billy reveal is fucking genius uh-huh. because, one, you think Billy's fucking dead. Also, remember, when Scream happened... We didn't think in terms of there being two killers. Right. We thought of in terms of there being one, right? And we actually like Billy. Yes. and I did, yeah. anyway. And you've suspected him. You go back and forth. And then Billy gets fucking killed. And so the reveal of Stu and Billy, two people we have followed the whole film that we give a shit about, this girl, who the fuck is she? Who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Who fucking cares about any of this? Right. Uh, so the reason that she's related to our killer this this time around is because our killer, Jack Quaid, um, Jack Quaid, is a super fan. Super fan of, of the, the stab original films. Stab film. Yeah. Right? So... I I I I was like, oh, so are the filmmakers now poking fun at super fans uh-huh. and our hatred of fan fiction? Yeah, yes, I think, and they even talk about that. And and it, this is this goes to another huge fucking problem I have with this movie. They spend so much time addressing criticism they know they're going to get. 
as though that means criticism won't be warranted. Right. I, I said to you, and maybe this is like, I wish they hadn't used, I wish they hadn't used being self-referential, lazy, yeah. and predictable to be self-referential, lazy, yeah. and predictable. Right. Just because you talk about it doesn't justify it. Right. Just because you have a, a a character say, I can't believe this worked, doesn't mean it should have worked. Right. It means you're a shitty fucking writer. Right. Or at least you were this time. Yeah, I, like, I don't want to. Uh, like, are we expected to be like, oh, well, this is where the franchise is. So this is what they're doing. So I should just accept it as good. Right. Right. And it seems to be that that's what people are doing. Yeah. I mean, it's just so. Everything about this film is lazy, uh-huh. and I actually, I I will. Oh, in the end, Sydney and oh yeah, yeah, they all they all team up and kill yeah, the kill the two of them. So what is it? Yeah, so they it it happens the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, and there is a moment where ghost pretend ghost Billy Loomis <laughs> literally points at the knife that's like that fell behind the curtain or yeah. something. So that Samantha Carpenter get is able to reach the knife and kill the killer. Yeah. Oh, and she says, and I have a new rule. Don't fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. Right. And then she brutally and then she stabs Jack Quaid. Yeah. Stabs Jack Quaid. <clears throat> and then what's her name? I don't even remember her name. No, because she's inconsequential. Yeah, comes running out of nowhere and they shoot her in the face. Yeah. And she was on fire because she fell on the stove. Right. Which I think is a, Double reference to maybe the Jiffy Pop and Freddy Krueger. I I guess. Uh, you know, it's like double the Craven. Oh my God, you referenced two Craven movies. Right. Wow. They also referenced Jamie Lee Curtis yes. in a subtle way. Once Samantha decides that she's going to go out of town, that she's going to leave, she says something to Sidney Prescott where she's like, I'm not going to be a grandma Yes. shooting the killer or like something yeah. like that. And I'm like, okay. Yes. All right. I know you know movies. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. We all this do. This does nothing. It does nothing. Uh, all you do right. is list shit. It do, it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So they So w- yeah, so they so they they the twins live because the twins also were supposed to be brutally murdered. The girl well, twin the, the boy twin gets killed. No, he lives. Oh, he does? Yeah. I thought it was when he was looking for his girlfriend. Yeah, he was looking for his girlfriend. So he's out. He gets fucking stabbed. Oh, in the but he's alive. Artery. Okay. Yeah, like he gets stabbed in the thigh. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So then we get the we get the same we get the same scene as Randy. Yeah. In the living room. Yes. Watching the thing, which in the original is brilliant, brilliant. and in this one. It's just a rehash. It's also brilliant. Like the, the He's also brilliant because he's saying, watch out, Jamie. And his watch name out. in real and life his is name Jamie. In real life is Jamie. I mean, that is that is working on a whole other level. Right. This is her watching stab. Uh-huh. Which is also a reshot stab. Right. Like the brilliance of when they show stab in like Scream Four uh-huh. is that it looks absolutely dated, right? Right, exactly. This doesn't. This doesn't. So she gets stabbed, right? right? And she's the one that knows all about movies because she inherited it. Yeah, it's passed down it's genetically passed down through, genetically. through your mother. Yeah. yeah. So then, after all that happens and everybody's being taken to the ho- like to the hospital, uh-huh. they're bringing out the the girl twin. Oh, on okay. The stretcher, yeah, 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 that's right. And then she like 
Yeah. Does a what's up to her brother who is in another ambulance. Yeah. So he lives. Yeah. So they can come back for part six. I guess. Or I don't know. Scream 22. 2023. I don't know. Even though it seems like he was brutally murdered. I thought he was. Yes. Of course. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, But he survived, I guess. Great. And so then what is it? Gail and Sydney are sitting at the ambulance. Um, She goes over there and she says, thank you or something. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, am I going to Sam says, am I going to be okay? And Sydney says, eventually, basically. Right. And we end with basically the same shot that the first one ends with, with a reporter. But the brilliance of the first one is it's Gail mm-hmm. who has just survived all of this, picks up her fucking microphone and gets to and it. Gets to it. This is some random. This lady. is just some random. Lady. Um, it's uh yeah. At the end. I mean, I, I grew angrier. So let me, I just wanted to read. This is from the New York times, please uh, written by Jeanette. I think, Katsulis, I'm sorry if I said her last name wrong. This is how she starts her review. And I was like, well, she nailed it. Throttled by a corrosive self-awareness, the latest scream is a slasher movie with resting smug face. So enamored of its own mythology that its characters speak of little else. And then she finishes with, wearingly repetitive and entirely fright-free, Scream teaches us mainly that planting Easter eggs is no substitute for seeding ideas. It's so true because I really wasn't scared at all. And that is the test. There's no, there's, and I read another review that's like, it's not scary or funny. No. And the brilliance of the first one is that it's hilarious. And and then it punches you in the gut with fear. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. I mean, I think, you know, we had gotten together Night before last, you came over. Yeah, yeah to when, eat tacos y mas and uh, yeah. Aspen met the puppy. And, you know. I had already met the puppy. You right. Know. <laughs> we're friends. But we were all sitting around, and I just turned, what did I put on? Annabelle just, Creation? I put on Annabelle Creation. <laughs> yeah. And there were legitimately Frightening moments yeah. in Annabelle Creation that were fucking scary. Yeah. And I was sitting last night after the movie and I was like, how is Annabelle creation scarier than this than scream? Yeah. And I think it is again, no under, not understanding. These people have made other movies. I mean, they made ready or not like they've made a hit horror movie. Um, it's like a complete lack of attention to what makes something scary. It's, it's the thing I'm telling you. It's the thing I'm telling you. It's, it's watching jaws and thinking that the Jaws right. is the thing that created the horror, right? And it's it's not. It's watching it's watching the thing, right? Right. And thinking that it's a the creature that is what is terrible. And the thing that's terrifying is the fact that you don't know who to trust, right? The thing that's terrifying in Jaws is that this is like what it's turning everybody into, and that it is a a a thing that you're not used up. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. No, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's what you said at the beginning. It's the, the, fr- the frightening thing is what it does to the people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't care about the people, it won't be frightening. Right. Um, and look, I mean, even their relationship, Sam and Jack Quaid, it's, we meet them. We don't learn anything about their relationship. No. Even if you go back to Sydney and Billy, and they're younger. Yeah, that was my other question. I'm like, what? Did he coincidentally just meet Sam he Carpenter? He said she was easy to find in Modesto. 
that he has one line about how he tracked her down and then he's like and it was easy to fuck you and i'm like well if you look like jack quaid probably probably you know <laughs> but wait so did he know that she was billy yes. Loomis's? how uh i guess from reddit or whatever they they the two killers when they talk about the toxic they met each other online toxic fandom toxic fandom they knew this girl I don't know how anyone else knew she was Billy. Like even that, I was like, "How do we know she's Billy Loomis's right?" That's what I'm illegitimate asking. child. Yeah, who did she tell? If nobody knew, like if it were on the Reddit pages and all that stuff, then how did the little sister not right, even exactly. suspect? It's like or anybody, or maybe I guess the little sister then maybe told her friend. I found this out about my older sister. This is why she left. Jack Quaid tracked the girl down. Yeah, but the little sister was surprised. She didn't know. Right. She learns in this movie. Right. That's right. Yeah. This is a fucking stupid. And like, again, so, and also I know nothing about their, like, we don't, there's nothing in their relationship that's interesting. Mm -mm. Again, I know they're older. They're in their 20s, clearly. They're mm -hmm. not teens like Billy and Sydney. But like Billy and Sydney's relationship has an arc. Yeah. Like a clear, very high school, but arc. Yeah. Um, this is nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing interesting. Nothing interesting about this film at all. I, 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 I can't say it in any other way. I guess there's part of me that's like, do these are do these filmmakers feel the same way we do, and they're just like feeding into it, and they're sitting on their bags of money, going, "Ha ha, we yeah. did it," or. May I give them too much credit? I'm like, I don't think they're that clever. No, I, you know, I, part of me believes they set out to, I mean, I have to think they set out to, to, to honor the first one and, sure. and, and just failed at every turn. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think, like you said, they don't know what actually made the first scream as brilliant as it is. Right. It's not just references to Halloween. Right. It's not what makes it a good movie. Right. And it, it and it's not necessarily that Ghostface kills people brutally. Right. It's it, not. It's not. It's the tension. Yeah. It's absolutely, it is. It is a tension. And like, even the fact that like in the original scream, it's one of the first slasher movies where you see a fallible slasher. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sydney. It's true. Sydney kicks. I don't know which one it is. Stu or Billy like kicks one of their asses in the very first yeah. time that she comes across. Yeah. Them. And Tatum does the same, same before thing. she gets it. Like, and then you're like, of course they're teenage boys. Right. Like they're not Michael Myers. Right. Right. They're not some supernatural mm -hmm. or borderline supernatural evil. Right. So, but this, this adds, this adds nothing. No. It just adds nothing. Well, apparently in this one, they are some sort of supernatural evil because that girl oh, yeah. grew 10 inches. <laughs> and got shot and nine got times. And got shot nine times and, and was, was fine. unstoppable. Yeah. I, I, it's just, I just don't. And so look, even if they had the, the purest of goals and, and, and love of the film, it just comes off as like a, I think smug was yeah. the best word. Smug. Smug fucking money grab. And I, you know, you and me and land grab. Cameron, were it's total land grab. At a land grab, I'd be interested. Yeah. Cameron, you and I, our friend Cameron, we're, we were sort of going back and forth on Facebook just about all of the, you know, all of these shows that just are 
from our our youth or the youth or whatever. And I was like, it really just comes off to me. I think I said, it's like, hey, Gen X, you have teenage kids. Look what we made for you. Eat it. Right. Eat all of it. Yeah. And I'm I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with rehashing or with taking properties and like trying to inject new life into them or whatever. But like, at least other franchises, I think, have been clever about it and gotten good writers. Like I know Cobra Kai isn't everybody's favorite, but I actually really like Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai shows you a totally different side of who your main characters were yeah. and they're not likable. And like it, they have changed and evolved. And it also, I think plays with things stylistically. Like right. there are things that happen in Cobra Kai that if they happened in Karate Kid would have made no sense. Right. You're just like, wait, what? They're in Vietnam fighting in a snake pit. What is happening? <laughs> um, yeah. But this is yeah. This but this doesn't do that. This no. this again spends so much time defending it its, itself against criticism it knows it's going to get, but that criticism is warranted. It's totally warranted. Um do something new. Uh, I also read one other thing that I thought was extremely interesting. Uh, they didn't hate it nearly as much as I did. But they they used this movie Scream 2022 and the matrix resurrection, whichever the last matrix title was, which I also saw and said, we have reached the point. Basically, this is what happens when stories don't end. Right. And that is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And this writer says, ultimately, like if you go back to the fucking Greeks, ultimately you have to have some catharsis or you have to undercut catharsis. And if a story never ends, we never get that. Yeah. And so it just, he, this is the writer uh, says it's just becomes a Sisyphean task to even watch. Yeah. Here's Sydney again. Right. Rolling the ball up the hill. Right. Great. She's not going to win. I, I, and, they, and they've already greenlit another, another one. one. So yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I do. That's why I've always thought that, that the Brits do television much better than yeah. we do because they end they end their shows like after two seasons or three yeah. seasons. It's like, that's it. Stories we, told. Yeah. Like telenovelas also do the same thing in Latin America. Like telenovelas are only like, I don't know, 26 episodes long. And that's then, it. And then they're done. Stories told. Yeah. I saw, I saw an interview with a British writer. I can't remember who, who it was. It was recent. And they were talking about, they were wrapping their show up after three seasons, mm -hmm. 19 episodes. And he's like, he points out this Brit. He's like, might have been Gervais or something. I don't know. And he's like, that's not even one American network right. season. Yeah. It's like, but it's done. The slings story's and, told. And slings and arrows. Slings and arrows is like three 18. seasons. Yeah. 18 episodes. Yeah. Total. Total. Yeah. 18 episodes total. And you get a complete arc. Yeah. It's, 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 it has to end. It has to end. And, and I, you know, just end it. Look, I want, I am all for, Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich. I, Courtney Cox has more money than fucking God. So right. I mean, she could do whatever. She's got fucking friends money. Right. And I'm look, they're all loaded, but Hey man, I'm all for Nev Campbell getting paid. I'm all for Skeet Ulrich getting paid. I love those people. But at some point I, I kind of want them to just be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. If you want to keep making it great, go but, ahead, uh, but, but I'm, not I'm without good. me. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I hope that da that David Arquette was one of those people. Like I, I literally last night was like, well, I hope he got killed 
because at some point he said, I'm not going to make any more after Which this. is sort of what Harrison Ford said mm, well, in, there you with go. Star Wars. He yeah. was like, I think Harrison Ford, who I think honestly- Is like 125 years yeah, old. Yeah, and honestly wanted Han to die in Jedi. Uh-huh. He was like, if I come back, it's got to be for a reason that you kill me off. Like something, right. like, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. an old ass man. I will make Indiana Jones though. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe Arquette was like, yeah, but this is it. Like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. And I also think it's stranger. Halloween came back. I mean, it was terrible. Like, you know, that last Halloween, terrible. one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Carpenter's still alive. He okayed it or whatever, or at least didn't he, if he couldn't stop right. it was like, at least I'm going to get this money. Right? right. Craven's dead, man. Yeah. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. And Williamson didn't write this. And you have a clip of Dawson's Creek as a nod to him. Cause you know, he created right. that. I, like leave it alone, man. Wes yeah. Craven died. Like let it fucking go. Right. Make something new. Um, yeah, and and don't name what your character after Wes Craven and then kill him like a bitch. Yeah, man, Siri, fuck that, man. Yeah. God damn it! Like, ugh. So yeah, Scream twenty twenty two. Meh. Yeah, I mean, Scream. I was. I have to admit, I wasn't as enraged as you sure, are. Sure. But I was kind of like, huh. Yeah, and I mean, I think part of it is look, you know, it's. I think the flip would be. While I hate it, the remake of Rosemary's Baby will not have the same effect on me. Right. This, I mean, this is not just one of, Scream is not just one of my favorite horror movies. Yes. It is one of my favorite movies ever made. Absolutely, I know. And so it feels like- I understand. You know, like what, just why? 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 I feel like, I had this thought last night when the whole thing was revealed and why he was doing it. I really felt like, are they making fun of Michael? Yeah, they are. And that's... F- like, and no, it's not. It's like, honestly, if you're going to make fun of me... Do fun, it better. Do it better, man. Do it fucking better. Do it so well. Do it like Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson did it. Fucking do it really well. I'm fine with being made fun of if it's fucking good. But this was lazy. This was so fucking lazy this was could have been any fucking generic ass slasher movie you just happen to have the rights to the title and honestly it's worse than that because you just talk about the original the whole time right so these kids we don't care about them except in terms of who they're related to right how is that interesting right Oh, fuck, man. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm too old for this shit. <sighs> we really need to use these more. Yeah. Yeah. And but it was not e- for this one. It was even funny. And then I know we got to wrap up. But it was even funny. Aspen was like, man, like seeing these kids talk about Nev Campbell, like she's old. I is know. so absurd. Nothing again. Jamie Lee Curtis she is an older woman. She's an older woman. We all know it. Right. Jamie Lee knows it. Nev Campbell's like 47, y'all. Right. Like, she, even in the movie, she has babies. Right. Like, what are we, we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, fuck. Fuck all, man. I, this, this, uh, anyway. Yeah, I got nothing left. I'm, I'm babbling. But you're going to Jamaica. I'm going to Jamaica. Thank God. <laughs>
go lie on the beach yeah. and forget Forget scream. about this film. Yes, yeah. I will do that. And then I'll come back. And then not long after, you go to England and Spain. Yeah. So we got we got bright things coming up. Yep. And we do, when I do return, we got some movies to review. Absolutely. We, 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 we got some things. Yeah. All right. All right. Y'all. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.